Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Judy. And, and we're we are Women, Women of Watermark. Watermark. We welcome you to take this journey with us. We have over 40 years of marketing and communication that we're going to share with you. We're going to share with you our guests, uh, people that we've done business with, people that are experts in the industry, and really just have a lot of fun talking about marketing, communications, business strategies, and solving the problems that you might be having in your business. So welcome for the journey. We look forward to uh engaging with you. We're so happy to have you here today, Anthony. Thanks for joining us. So excited to be here. So we got to start you out with uh, introducing yourself. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Anthony Barquette. I'm from San Diego originally. I'm the managing partner of a family investment office, and we primarily focus on real estate acquisitions and developments in the industrial multifamily space. And then we also focus on energy, uh, mostly solar energy. And um, I have been in Southern California most of my life. So I enjoy some sunny weather and I'm really happy to be here today. Well, thank you for joining us, Anthony. And I happen to know a little bit more about you. Like for example, you are the third generation of your family business. Right, it was started by your grandfather, then your father, and, and now you. And recently you made Correct. some significant changes to your operations and moved in a whole new direction and taking a fresh start. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today because um, that takes a lot of courage to do that, especially when you're you know, carrying on a legacy, right? So um, can you tell us a little bit though about those changes and why you made them? Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, just want to take a step back. Uh, you mentioned I'm a third generation. Uh, I'm very proud of and very close uh, to my grandfather, who is an immigrant from Lebanon um, and settled in the Central Valley. And our family got our start in agriculture and almonds, walnuts, and wine grapes. And, um, you know, for family businesses to sustain, I think they have to adapt to what's going on in the world. And like many people, uh, everyone went through a tough time with COVID, Absolutely, right? where they had to look at their businesses and think, is this the right thing that's happening? You know, things were stalled and that happened to us. A lot of our projects uh, came to a complete halt. Um, and we sort of reevaluated, is this what we're best at? And is this what we want to continue to do right now? Yeah, COVID and, definitely definitely put a halt on a lot of things and really changed the way people are, are doing business. Absolutely. It was a little bit of soul searching, you know, which uh, I think everyone came to <laughs> after that bottle or two of wine. Um, <laughs> a few, a but, few uh, cocktails here yeah. and there. The bottle we know, <laughs> yeah, do not have, just, the martini he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you start thinking about yourself a little bit more and... Um, you know, what we really decided, we went back to our roots in terms of what we've been really good at, which is finding great properties, um, buying them, uh, you know, seeing, uh, I would say, the future and owning them and sort of preserving capital, so to speak. And um, I will say probably the toughest thing was working with my father during that time and, you know, having to push in that direction to say, Hey, 
you know, what we're doing is great right now, but I think we might need to start shifting a little bit more to the left where we were. And uh, I'm really happy that we're moving in that direction now. Um, but it, it, uh, it was difficult. And I'm sure a lot of people are going through that right now, figuring out if what they're doing is the right thing. Yeah, I think, I think they definitely are. And, and what did you look at when you were trying to do that evaluation? What were the things that you were looking at that helped you decide which way you were going to go, what, what to make these changes? Yeah, I, um, we were very lucky to have um, a variety of projects across our desk. Mm-hmm. And what it sort of, uh, what we realized is we were pushing aside the majority of the projects that came to us. We were saying, no, we're not interested in that. When those were things that we could easily do. They're just falling in your lap. Yep. Literally falling in our lap. And I, I, I said, why are we not doing that? And historically we've been developers. Um, and my heart goes out to developers. <laughs> because it's a long haul, isn't it? Oh man. I thought I had patience, but whoa. <laughs> I, Blood, I have a newfound respect. Yeah. Newfound respect for developers. Um, you know, but w- what we really realized is we do love development. It's something that our family has done for generations, but it's a much longer time frame. And, uh, you know, while you're looking at those projects, you need to also have some of these short-term projects that are keeping the business flowing and moving and that you can do while you work on these big development projects at the same time. Yeah. So, cause in California, I mean, it can take 10, 15, 20 years for a development project to go, go through. It's quite a long, long process. If you're lucky, it's 20 oh. years. Yeah. 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 It, uh, um, I've realized, and I wish someone told me this a little bit earlier, I'm, I'm going to knock on my father for this. A development project is going to take a minimum five years right. for you to get for you to get even close to potentially complete completion, especially in California, uh, all the rules and regulations that go with it, and all the you know I would say the process at times to get it done, and even if it's a great project, you're still going to have people to unfortunately butt heads with who might not be for it. How did you convince your father? Because I can totally understand, you know, I know what I'm doing. I've done this for years. I've done all these great things. Um, How did you convince your father what you were seeing and what you were learning that that was the right direction? Because for all family businesses, that's a challenge. Um, Yeah, well, I I, uh, like to joke if anyone's interested in being involved in their family business, uh, run in the opposite direction as fast (laughs) as possible. Um, Besides, do that, not stop good. Do not collect two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, don't look back. Um, but you know, I think uh, my father might not admit that it was you know potentially us uh, figuring out this together. I joke, uh, but I think for him, it was going back to his roots and what he did when he was younger, and he did a lot of deals very similar to these that I almost thought they're easy for him to do. And we all like the challenge of doing something very difficult, something that's new, something that's even groundbreaking that people have never done before. Um, But when you look at some of these other projects, you 
you go, you know, you only need to close one or two or three of those. You're, if you're closing three a year, you're having a very, very good year. And I think when my dad realized that, he said, we should be doing this and the development. So things have been picked up a lot, I would say. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you uh, are a big fan of Simon Sinek, but it's, it's thrown around a lot about the, what is your why? What was your why as you were going through this process of determining the new direction? Well, I think for a lot of people, uh, we were sort of stuck in the mud, right? Uh, things, projects had come to a halt. Um, you know, I, I, I love weekly calls with people you're working with, but I hated how weekly calls turned into monthly calls. And then those monthly calls, nothing was going on. And you have to sit there when things are stalled and go, there's a lot of stuff still happening throughout the world and throughout the area we live in. What's going to be our direction when everything opens up? And that's really what I was pushing is, um, how are we going to navigate the world when everything's back? And let's face it, things are not the same that they were post-COVID. Not at all. Um, not at all. And as I mentioned, some of the development projects we had been working on for three years fell to the wayside, uh, which is unfortunate. And um, I'm glad we've pivoted and adapted because uh, you can't survive if you just sort of sit there and wait. So I just have to jump in here, Anthony, because you are preaching what we have been talking about for lots of episodes now. Um, you're doing all the <laughs> tools we suggest. You, you know, taking that time to work on your business instead of not in your mm -hmm. business and to decide what the direction is, is next um, is, is very refreshing. And I think you're seeing the fruit of your labor as, as you're moving forward, which is encouraging as well and probably gives your dad some boost of confidence in your abilities. I mean, cause it's always, well, when I was your age, right. You yeah. always have to live up yeah. to the legacy of your grandfather and your father. So third generation is a, is a tough seat to sit in. For, for sure. And you know, one thing I feel like I'm getting to learn a little bit, I'm still on the younger side here, but I, I've noticed a lot of very successful people have been successful because they have great partners who have been with them throughout their careers. And it's people they could trust where while you might be working on very intense things, you, it was fun while working with them. And lately there's been some of that with some of my close friends that we're partnering on projects with, and it's made it not feel like work, but that you're doing something a little bit more fun, but closing a big deal at the same time which is exciting. That's awesome. That's the way it should be, right? That you should be enjoying your business while you're doing it, not not having to troll. And yeah, I mean, you, it. you two ladies love to have fun too, right? We do love Absolutely. to have fun. And actually, <laughs> that, that leads yeah. us to the next question. Do you have fun working with us? What, what do you find, what value do you find in working with, uh, with a consultant that sort of talks about this and helps you work on your business? Yeah, well, uh, I mean, on the personal side, working with YouTube makes it feel like home to me. Oh, that's um, sweet. Thank and that's you. why I really love working with both of you. Um, I don't feel like I'm necessarily talking to a consultant all the time. <laughs> Sometimes 
our sessions turn into therapy. But uh, for the that's true. For, Value for added. The, uh, yeah, exactly. For the most part, we always get work done together. Now, I, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, sometimes public relations and marketing gets a very bad rap um, because people don't see the benefit of having that and what it does. And for us, what I've really noticed is you have helped us craft and made us sit down and talk about our goals and our issues and how we're going to move forward. And a lot of people never do that. And it's important. And it's keeping what I, what I love is both of you have always made us refer back to those goals that we talk about. <laughs> it's a living document, as we not. say. Yeah, it's a living document. Yeah, we yeah. revisit them annually, right? I said yeah. that. What? Yeah. And look at, look at those, <laughs> exactly. those reflections. So in your um, the whole scheme but, you talked about on COVID, right? You could lay out the best goals all you wanted to. There was no way that any of us would have predicted that two years from then we were still talking about it, right? So they were now irrelevant goals. And we had to go back to the drawing yeah. board. And and it's a it's a multi step process here, right? It's it's I think that's where people see a lot of issues with consultants these days is it's not gonna happen overnight. You know, setting your goals is one thing and they sound great, they're lofty, but then how do you implement them? And then how do you close on them? And then how do you continue that progress going forward? And uh, I like to say you guys keep the bumpers on this bowling alley. So <laughs> keep I it moving forward. Keep, keep it moving forward. forward. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Stay in the lane. Yeah, Stay exactly. in the lane. I'd like to go back to, you know, you said that you were looking at things, that the, the deals were coming into your lap and that you were pushing them aside. And then when you really looked at it, you you looked at deciding to maximize the strengths that you had really work with the care and feeding of your network. And as I like to say, because I am a farm girl from Missouri, milk the cows you have then rather than constantly going out and trying to get new cows. Can you talk a little bit to that and how that revelation came to you and what you're doing with it? Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think one thing that's very difficult for people to have today in a world, and I'm speaking from the family investment office side, is a pipeline. Um, and when, uh, thankfully I have a father who people trust and they know, and he's executed on pro many projects and many deals. So people just come to him and say, I need your help to finding a solution. Um, you know, we're really thankful right now that a couple people who are older, who have had some health issues say, are you interested in buying my stuff? Cause I want to, I'm, I'm older and I'm, I'm done. And I'm so thankful that we have a relationship where someone's trusting us to take those assets and take them into the next chapter of their life. Um, you know, but in terms of, you know, you were saying, how did we, you know, necessarily look at that and maybe, maybe navigate it? Um, it just, it just felt more natural right. to us, to be honest. And we're not reinventing the wheel here. We're not. You're fine-tuning the, the gears. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You guys have ingrained that in my mind. <laughs> um, and and uh, 
you know, I think everyone today wants to try and do something new and groundbreaking and never been done before, which is fantastic. You should always have those goals. <laughs> Sometimes those goals are a little harder to reach, but you can't be, you know, completely relying on those. And for us, it really relied on diversification. Um, and we can go down these two areas of development and acquisitions, but we really have to make sure we're not putting all of our eggs in one basket. And really capitalizing on the relationships you have. And maybe capitalizing isn't the right word because it's really building and continuing and nurturing relationships, which in our fast-paced, quick, you know, we only have three seconds worth of uh, attention to put onto something. Sometimes I think the the relationship part of it goes by the wayside. And I think you guys have really made sure that was a key element of what you're doing in your business and how your business is going to be successful in the future and now as you go forward. For sure. I, I mean, I, I would say I think, sadly, I think the whole relationship business side has fallen to the wayside mm -hmm. um, in our world. Um, and that's unfortunate. Yep. But the what I think has stayed strong and what we realized is, you know, the fact that you're a good person and people like you doesn't mean they're necessarily going to do a deal with you. But um, what we realize is the, the amount of people who call us to say, hey, I have something here. And we always, you know, we don't, we, we always entertain what there is. And I think that's why people always keep the door open with us. And that's very important. I think that you hit on um, a point that we try to encourage um, our clients is really to, to manage your, those relationships, right? Because you never know when or what's going to come up that will be able to maximize a benefit for both sides, right? So I learned mm -hmm. very early on in my career in college, actually, what the benefit of knowing that next person was or, or of um, if, if connecting people that have like-minded, similar values that could do great things together. I don't necessarily need to be part of the deal, but connecting those people and making sure that, you know, they realize that I'm not just there for me. I'm there for the betterment of everyone. And I think you, your family does a great job of that in, in your business by making sure that whatever deal comes, you come top of mind, right? Who's another um, partner we can have that fits this type of project? So it's not just your dad's network and it's not just your network, yeah. but it's both of your networks, which is amazing. And it's not always just about where the next deal's coming in. You guys really treat everyone with that, like you were saying, that respect. If you have something you want to ch chat about or you want to connect to somebody, it's not always about making a deal. You really are authentic in, in keeping and building relationships over time because you understand the value. Totally. And, and I think something we can all relate to and anyone who is listening is about trust, right? It's very hard to find those people you trust to do work with. And, you know, recently, uh, as I've mentioned, we are very lucky that people come to us, but it's, do we want to get into business with them? Do they have the same ethics as us? Uh, do they have the same mentality? And, you know, little mannerisms and meetings can go a far way as to how 
we might look at that person as a partner going forward. So you hit on a number of things that we've covered in other podcasts, especially like shared values, right? That you know what, what your values are and what you will entertain and what you will not entertain. And it may not be a great fit. There doesn't mean there's ill feelings. Doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just doesn't fit what your mission and values is for your organization. Right. And mm-hmm. I think you do a great job of taking that very seriously and to heart because um, sometimes it's because you've had bad experience in the past. Like, oh, the guy said he's a good guy, right? Or this should work out because we're doing the right thing. But sometimes you just know that it's just not going to work, not for any malintent, but just it's not a good fit. Yeah, and unfortunately, I, I hate using this, but the bad experiences you learn the most from. And <laughs> They're only bad if you don't learn from them. That's Anthony. right, right. It's always- yes, exactly. <laughs> the school of hard and, knocks. And, yeah, and they're tough. Everyone goes through them, and they think what they're going through is worse than the next person. But I, I you know, someone once told me this uh, when I was a little younger, but it's okay to say no. It's yep. okay to say no to the deal. It's okay to say no to the person. It's better to be upfront. And we really pride ourselves on giving a fast no. We don't want to give you a slow no because we don't want to waste your time. We're not going to waste our time. And, you know, as much as people say this is, there's no deal out there like it, there's <laughs> always another one around the corner. It's that not, is true. Yeah. Well, maybe there's no deal yeah. like it because it's not a good deal. That's right. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so although this is a new endeavor for you in this new direction, how, how's it going? Where do you see yourself, uh, you know, as you move forward in the near future? Well, I'm glad you didn't ask me where I see myself in five years. I know. It almost because... came off my tongue. It sounds <laughs> like this paused. sounds like yeah, a job I, interview. I, 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 I thought you were going there. Um. And it, it's it's never where you think you're going to be. Either. Never. <laughs> I just like to say say when people ask me that now, hopefully in five years I'm on a trip on an island with clear blue water. That there sounds you go. fantastic. That's <laughs> always a good place to be. With a, with a co- cocktail in your hand, there you. I know. I love yeah? that. <laughs> oh, of, of course. Yeah. Maybe even a bottle. Depends. <laughs> Whatever works. But um, you know, I, it's it's interesting because as we're in this adaptive phase, right? We're not sure if it's going to stick or not. It feels like it is sticking, which is great. And like I said, we're going back to what we, what my father and my grandfather originally did. Mm-hmm. So what I would hope to see is building on these portfolios that we're buying in those areas. And I came from a, before coming in the family business, I came from a public private equity firm. And what I saw from them on the acquisition side was buying these portfolios from these mom and pop, you know, groups who started in certain areas and really built them up. And that's what I'm hoping to do with some of these. And I think it will be a strong base you got to start with the base and good foundation. build up yep. Yep. and good foundation. And, you know, sometimes it sucks to do it, but you got to go back to the foundation, make sure it's sturdy before you go up. 
Well, I think the other part that we haven't talked about is your courage to do it, right? It, it's not what? easy. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> the courage to make change, right? You knew it was necessary. You knew it had to be done. But to actually do it and not just do the same thing you were doing because you were doing it takes courage. And I think that needs to be recognized and fostered. I, I appreciate that. But, you know, one thing that does scare me, you know, Darcy and Judy, is, you know, we all just went through this experience of being in our homes for the last year and a half, two years. You know, at some point there was nothing going on for three months. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, some people I've talked to just look at that as just a whole period. They, they're sort of crossing out those years and saying, I'm still looking at, you know, 2019 as my year. So, you know, I, I don't really know how it's going to happen. Right. Some people said, Hey, I wasn't the same person I was during COVID and whatnot. I'm hoping how we adapted is the right move forward. Um, and progressing with our values and how we've always executed projects and deals. Um, but you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there who go, you know, you, you didn't need to change anything. So well, it's interesting to hear, yeah. hear both sides. Change yeah. is never easy, but almost always, always necessary. necessary. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And we're excited to be along this journey with you and appreciate you coming on to the podcast to talk a little bit about it. Hope to have you back, actually, as yes. we go forward and see, see how, uh, how this journey takes you. Absolutely. Well, I, I look forward to it. And, you know, I, I've loved working with you both and how you've been able to help us structure ourselves and our image and the way we look at our business moving forward. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely a pleasure. And for our listeners, if you have any questions about your why or how you get to your why when you're ready to make a big change, just uh, check out the website, watermarkassociates.com. We have the Identify Your Why worksheet that you can check out. And if you have any questions trying to fill that out, you can always leave them on the form and we'd be happy to answer them for you. Thanks for listening. And we can't wait for you to come back. For more information, visit watermarkassociates.com. That's watermarkassociates, all spelled out, forward slash podcast. You'll find today's resources on there and you'll have the opportunity to give us your comments or suggestions for future episodes. We look forward to you tuning in for the next time and hopefully we'll hear what you have to say. 